Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we try to motivate you for the week to come. And today in the United States is Memorial Day. Which makes it all the more ironic that Vadim and I just introduced this episode by singing a Soviet military hymn, but I promise it's going to make sense in a few minutes. It is Memorial Day, and we thought that it'd be relevant to tell you a personal story about the military experience in our family uh, and how we think it's impacted us and what we think everyone can learn from people and folks that make the ultimate sacrifice. Now, Memorial Day is a tradition that started in the United States originally after the Civil War. It was called Decoration Day. It was a similar purpose to commemorate people that have lost their lives and made the ultimate sacrifice in the Civil War. Which was, I think, 620, they say 620 to 750,000 people or so died in the American Civil War, which is just as many Americans in every other war combined, which is just a crazy boggles your mind number. I didn't realize that before. Yeah. And so for the first Decoration Day, General James Garfield made a speech in the Arlington National Cemetery. And that is still a tradition that is followed to this day where the president or the vice president typically makes a speech in Washington, D.C. in the Arlington Cemetery. Uh, But actually, this uh, day did not become a nationally recognized day until 1971. But today we wanted to tell you a little story about our family. In the Soviet Union, in the former Soviet Union, it was mandatory to serve in the military, uh, at least for a couple of years. In our family, we actually have naturally a lot of members that served in the military, but our grandfather on our mother's side made the military his career. He was born in the 1920s and joined the military in the 40s. I think as a 19-year-old, he grew up on a farm. And within a relatively short period of time, by the time he was in his 30s, he was already in this post called adjutant, which is basically aide-de-camp to the general. Think about it as a chief of staff to the general, which was kind of cool for my family because we were, for example, one of the few peoples to have a car because it was issued to my grandfather by the military. So he was at a pretty high level in the military. And naturally, when his son came of age, when he turned 18 years old, he decided, I want to serve too. Now, obviously, if your relative and your father is high up in the military, then, as you would imagine, you kind of get a pass. Uh, You're probably not going to serve in the infantry. You're not going to see any actual warfare. But our uncle had a different idea. Uh, He said, no, all of my friends are being uh, deployed to Afghanistan. That's where there was a lot of conflict at the time. So my grandma and grandpa were pleading with him. They were saying, you don't have to do this. But it was was impossible to change his mind. And so he was deployed to Afghanistan. And again, of course, he refused to take a desk job. And he was out fighting in the... I don't know, in the caves? <laughs> That's well, guerrilla warfare, essentially, over there. I mean, it was it was just like the Vietnam War. It's uh, very unpredictable. The rules of engagement don't really apply, and so it makes it incredibly dangerous. And he witnessed a lot of difficult things at that time. I mean, the, on the other side, they would train children to, to basically fight if they needed to, so you would never knew if even a child down the street could be wielding a knife. Now, our uncle got lucky. He did not pay the ultimate price uh, with his life. But when he was fighting over there, he obviously saw a lot of death. And um, at one point, 
he was in the trenches uh, with his best friend, and his best friend, unfortunately, got killed right next to him. So naturally, when he came back home in his late 20s, he was really never the same again. And this is the reality that many of our brothers and sisters who serve have to face. And Vadim and I just feel incredibly lucky and grateful that there are people out there that are willing to do that. And in fact, you know, one of the reasons why we left the Soviet Union as it collapsed was that Soviet Union and Russia and Belarus found themselves in new conflicts of their own creation in Chechnya, for example, which many people didn't agree to, but young boys would be sent to go fight and die there. And my parents did not want that fate to happen to my older brother, who had just uh, gotten to college. And it was one of the reasons, there were many reasons why we left. And if you listen to the history of our dad's story of the three-part series that we have about how to do what you love in a communist country and how to make it in America, a particular episode you can check out, you'll know why we left. But you know, we came to this country and Vadim and I feel so incredibly thankful for the fact that we have the freedom of choice here of whether we want to serve or not. And many people do. And in fact, some of the best entrepreneurs, it turns out, are people who served. And I think part of it is because when you serve, that's the ultimate risk and you're basically signing up for potentially sacrificing your life. And so the entrepreneurial risks that these people sometimes do when they come back seem like nothing. And in fact, after World War II, I think, Vadim, you said 50% or so of people coming back decided to pursue entrepreneurial outlets, right? Yeah, 50% of people, uh, veterans after World War II, went the entrepreneurial route. And it makes sense, right? You fought for freedom, and now the risk of business or starting a business is is relatively little. And not only that, but uh, for a lot of veterans, right, I think if you can't get a job coming back from a war, for example, sometimes you're forced into starting your own business of some sort. Many people did. Some of the most successful ones that you probably have heard of uh, are Fred Smith, who was a Marine in the Vietnam War, and he ended up starting FedEx, <laughs> which obviously we all know FedEx today. Sam Walton, who was the founder of Walmart, actually served from 1942 to 1945, and he rose to the ranks of captain. And obviously, military people are incredibly disciplined as well. And, and that's really helpful when you have to uh, do something consistent and difficult every day to try to make your business a reality. Uh, actually, a really good podcast that we enjoy by an ex-Navy SEAL is the Jocko Willenick podcast. So you guys should all check it out. He has a lot of awesome uh, advice for people that want to start companies, and he draws uh, deeply from his experience as a military leader. Yeah, he's basically a guy who served in the SEALs and used his tremendous leadership experience to teach leadership at the corporate level and has made an incredibly successful career of that. He's got a podcast, he's got a conference that he puts on every year with his partner. So a lot of great example of great entrepreneurs that come out of the military. Now, you might be wondering, uh, in the beginning of the episode, we said that this segment is called the five-minute pick-me-up, but all you've done is put me down. <laughs> well, there is a, a message that we wanted to send across here. The fact of the matter is, most of us are actually pretty damn privileged. We get to wake up in the morning, and sure, we all have problems, but we get to more or less do whatever it is we want and pursue whatever it is we want. And oftentimes, we are just stopped because we think it's risky or because we're just plain lazy. Well, there's people out there that are fighting every single day for our freedoms. We cannot take that for granted. And if there's any time to remember it, it's a day like today, where luckily the federal government decided to make it a national day to remind us not only of the people that lost their lives, but why they did that for us. 
So maybe not every day we can remember why we need to get off our ass and actually do something about our lives. But this is a pretty damn good day to do it. So enjoy today, but tomorrow, pay attention where you spend your hours and make them worth it. That's it for our five-minute pick-me-up, and we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>